Well, welcome, friends. You're at the Old Dog New Tech Podcast with Jeff West. I'm your host. I've been teaching for well over 25 years, actually closing in on 30, and I have really grown to love tech so much so I like to share the tools that I find that will work. Try to show you anybody can do it. Give you some ideas for maybe what you could use in your classroom. So let's get started with this week's Old Dog New Tech. Welcome to Old Dog New Tech. This is Jeff West here. I am coming at you in my third season. And I'm starting out with video creation. In this episode, I'm going to go through the many tools that I was able to try out over the past few months. And I've landed on one particular tool that's going to be my primary. Although, I have to be fair, I'll be using the other tools uh, once in a while. Once in a while. And I'll get into more about that here as we go on. So... I hope that everything is going well for you and your family and you're staying safe in this uh, COVID-19 pandemic that we are all going through together. It was such a challenging time. This emergency remote learning um, really enabled me to reflect on the type of teacher I was. And I don't know about you, but it tested my perseverance. Still is in many ways. So... You remember, I'm a a band director, have been directing for several years, 28, 29, 30. Um, But about 10, 12 years ago when tech started kicking in, I um, really took an interest in in technology. And I recently got my educational technology uh, master's degree. And I, I really enjoy using tech, and I hope you do too. And so I'm hoping that episodes like this might make it a little easier for you. Maybe relieve some of the angst or anxiety if you feel that way when you're trying to learn how to use this newfangled, uh, these newfangled toys. Uh, I still get that smile when I'm talking to people about tech, and they'll say, "Oh, here goes here goes Jeff with his his technology," but it's uh, it's pretty incredible. So on the incredible side of that, we're going to talk about video and the many tools I tried out over the emergency remote learning time that we had and probably what I'll be using mostly. And maybe this will be helpful to you, uh, kind of trying to streamline a process that it seems that all of us are going to be doing a lot more of here in the next few months. And that is creating video to deliver content. So let's get going. So in the months off, off, not in face-to-face instruction, how's that? Um, I, I had a chance to try out a lot of tools that I had researched and had been trying out off and on, but never really did much deep diving into them. Um, and as I was doing that, I was able to whittle down just exactly what I want, because I don't know about you, but I still often get stuck and just taken off and looking, okay, what piece of tech can I use to do this or to do this? But I don't really know what this is. What What's my end product? The backward design principle. Um, something you should definitely Google, look that up, backward design. And I think you'll, uh, you'll find 
this would be a very helpful planning tool, especially when trying to figure out what technology tools you want to incorporate or if you want to incorporate it at all. Um, so I decided here's what I wanted. I wanted free video creation. Um, and I was, and I had an understanding of what I would settle for. Cause when they go free, you're going to have to sacrifice something. Uh, and as I talk about these tools, you'll, I'll try to make a note to you what each of these free versions, you know, what they give you in the free, but also what they kind of take away. And that'll kind of help you see why I landed on the tool that I landed on. So I wanted free. I wanted a good, um, I wanted a good uh, resolution, but, um, so I thought I had to have, you know, 720 or 1080. It turns out really I, I don't, but I, I didn't find that out till I did a bunch of this, you know, trying out. I wanted to be able to add music. I wanted to be able to add a transition, to add a background, to add a, um, a slide if I was changing subject so that I had one, you know, if I had a video that I did several different short things in, um, I could put a, a slide there and say, okay, now on to part B or what, whatnot. You get the idea. Um, I wanted to be able to add my own stuff. So if I had a video that I already created, I didn't want to have to recreate it. I had it, if I had it in my drive or somewhere else on my uh, device, then I wanted to be able to upload and uh, edit it and add things to it. And um, so as I go through each of these tools that I am going to either not use or use once in a while, uh, I'll try to make note, uh, as I mentioned, of uh, the things that it doesn't, that it didn't do for me. Okay, I'm just checking, make sure here that I got all the stuff that I wanted. Yes, I did. All right, so let's get on to the tools. Tool number one. In fact, these first two or three are probably ones that you have heard of because I know they're pretty popular in most of the uh, educational uh, institutions around here. The first one, Screencastify. Now, Screencastify is very popular, and my school actually owns a license, so we get some other tools besides those that are included in the free version. Um, you do get the, there is an editor of sorts. Uh, the editor is really good for trimming, and you can bring a couple of videos together. But I found the editor to be a little clunky to work with in the area of, say, adding. You can add a banner or, a, uh, you know, type some words onto the screen. You have to really work with how long that lasts in your video, so you're able to move that around and make those types of editing choices. But at one point, I saw the option of adding music, but then it just disappeared. So I'm thinking that maybe Screencastify ran into a problem there, or they wanted that in another paid version. Um, I have used screen, Screencastify quite a bit, and I continue to use it a lot in delivering uh, video, conf, uh, uh, video content, and I like it. Um, I like it that it goes right to my drive. I like it I can get a link and share it. I like it that I can uh, sync it to YouTube. Um, but the being able to put music in and have different transitions and um, you know mess around with the final product a little bit, I found to be quite limiting. And so it's not my primary tool, but it's a pretty good one. 
Next is Screencast-O-Matic, which is very similar to Screencastify. If you go to uh, Screencastify's website, I'm sorry, let me switch back. Screencastify's website it is an uh, Chrome extension for your browser. And Screencast-O-Matic, so we have Ify and Omatic. And Omatic, you go to their website and it has a launch free recorder. And it has the watermark and it has a 15 minute length. But you can also sync it to a drive or to your YouTube channel if you have that, if that's where you're housing your videos, say for your students to go and get. You can also then obviously, you know, take the link from there and put it in your um, LMS so your online lesson. Um, usually is an embed code as well so you can you can uh, uh, master or work with the your final product from that uh, from those uh, sources like YouTube but you can also do that with screencastify and screencastomatic I like screencastomatic because I've, for a while I wasn't really happy with screencastify's uh, recording process um, it was getting really hinky Really, it would work for a while, and then all of a sudden, it would take forever for it to process a video. And I wasn't doing like a 30-minute video with a lot of different stuff in it. It was just like a short 10-minute video, and you know, I'd, I'd have to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait, which I didn't want to do that. Um, but come to find out, that could have been just my computer and the video card, um, more so than Screencastify or Screencastomatic. However, uh, the tool that I'm settling on, that as I work down through this list, I've had very little trouble with that. Uh, it has taken a longer time depending on the length of your video. So I'm going to have to come back and talk a little bit about things that are might cause this process to go long, even though it's not the fault of the tool you're using. All right, so Screencast-O-Matic. It does have a free version. It does have the watermark and time limit. Uh, you can add music, but it's a little limited in the editing. So um, I tried to add music once. I had to add music that I already had on my device. Um, there wasn't any free music, say, shared by some people in a community. Uh, which, okay, uh, that's fine. So I really didn't use it all that much because it took extra clicks. I wanted everything in one spot that I could use and edit and or put things into so it would still be in the one spot. A couple more that are hooked to uh, Drive and Google are Loom and Hippo. Hippo, H-I-P-P-O. Um, these both work and um, connect to your Google Drive and will, will save uh, your video onto your drive, but then when you click it, you open it with either Loom or Hippo. Loom has a very nice uh, um, interface to work with uh, creating the video and sharing it. Um, very similar capabilities to Screencastify and Screencast-O-Matic. So often, um, some of these video creators do not let you house your video on your drive only or you don't have control of it it is in their system which i find a little limiting as well so if something happens or their system's not working you can't get to your your, your video so that was um a reason i avoided it but i can't say that loom or hippo or you should avoid you should look at all of these and decide what it is that you want how do you want to create your video 
and then choose your tools. And I would suggest having tools. I would suggest having two. Um, if you're like me, I just like to mess around. I'll have three, but you know, that's me. What works for you? Have one primary, one that you know is going to work for you. That's going to be the one you could do. You know, while you're watching, I don't know, while you're juggling, basically. You know, it's second nature, and that second nature comes as you use it. Um, most of these are a little tricky. You have to get used to where to click and how to handle it. Unless you're just wired and you've got that video editing capability, Loom and Hippo are nice choices for quick and easy hit for through Google Drive. Screencastify and Screencastomatic are nice choices if you if you are sorry my phone turned on. I Google heard me.、Um, if you are、um, wanting a little bit more of an editor,、uh, excuse me, a creator. And it does have some editing, you know, capability and adding things, but not quite as many bells and whistles as I want. Awesome Screenshot is an extension that enables you to record.、Um, I just read where they are starting to limit the number of videos you could store on their drivers. I tend to create things with Awesome Screenshot and then download the video so it's on my device. Uh, and then upload it into my drive. Should I need to do that? Although I'm a Chromebook user now, so most of the time when I download something, it's not as many steps to get it to my drive.、Uh, I use Awesome Screenshot more for screen capturing and then labeling. It's a very good tool for that. And then it will download as a PNG, which will go into just about anything that you want to put it into, particularly email. And I know. At least for me, I'd love to be able to embed a video into email, but that takes a lot of special、uh, coding, and sometimes、um, email even still is not set up for that. It just—if you think about all of the special parts of a video, music, person talking, background change of you know uh, uh, colors or whatnot—and then you're going to send that out to you know ten people even.、Uh, Then all of that has to go to them through the internet. It's it's pretty pretty tricky. At least that's the explanation that I was given, and it worked for me. What about you? So awesome screenshot. Explain and send is also an extension, and it also records. And much like Screencastify, you can do the same thing through there. I have used explain and send a little bit, but I find、um, I like awesome screenshot. It just worked. It worked. Not worked it, but worked for me a lot better. Okay, so so far, recap: Screencastify, Screencastomatic, Loom, Hippo, Awesome Screenshot, Explain, and Send. All right, just a couple more. YouTube. I did do the YouTube recording, and they do have music, and there are、um, a lot of things that you can do with that. That that I think would be much similar to what I'm looking at doing. I just didn't. Find the interface and the using of it to be as friendly. I had struggled with it a bit. I'm sure if I used it more,、uh, maybe I'd get more used to it. But also, YouTube, when I was just getting used to it, started this beta studio, and it really threw me off because then I'm going to this new studio and the new look, and、um, so I just never came back to it.、Uh, it's nice; it has strengths. Obviously, it does.、I'm, Millions and billions of people using it, but not me.、Uh, on a Chromebook, there's a there are different apps, Chrome apps, and PowerDirector is one. 
Um, it has a free version, but it's a seven-day trial version. And I bring this one up just because maybe if you're a power, um, excuse me, a Chromebook user and a power Chromebook user, this might be right what you want to look into. Uh, might be something that you can buy the license so you and your students can use it. Uh, I liked what it does, and I like that it sends me a lot of updates, and I like what I see that they're doing. Uh, it seems like they're working really hard to try to make a good product. Um, I just didn't like the fact that it wasn't free and it was only a trial. If they made a free version, I probably would use that one a little bit more. Because it ticked a lot of the boxes of have, being able to put in additional content and put it all in a video and have music and um, and then house it all in an area. But also you can download, you know, all these things that I can get a hold of my content and download it. It's not just a link to where the video is stored. I think Hippo does that. Um, I can't say for sure though. I haven't used it in a while and they may have made changes, but at least one would house the video and you had to send a link and then people would have to watch it in on their website, which I didn't like. Let's put that. There's no, no sugarcoating that. I just don't like that. And um, an online video editor called Capwing, K-A-P-W-I-N-G, gives you lots of templates and lots of possibility of adding um, audio, uh, but they do, didn't have any audio, like free samples that someone had created uh, or a community of people creating music for the video. So... Um, that might be one you want to check out. The paid version looks pretty nice. The free version uh, also, um, but it, again, it didn't quite check all the boxes that I wanted, particularly in the area of uh, music and um, having things all kind of nice and neat in one little package. There are some good things about it. Don't get me wrong. This may, that may be the choice for you. Once you hear my choice, and I go through it, you might say, well, why don't you just use Screencastify? Why don't you just use, you might be right. Maybe I could just do that, but it fits my use, my user ability. And I like what it looks like. And, you know, you, it may be a fine tool that you could use, but the interface doesn't work for you. That's, I think that's a, a consideration that often gets overlooked. It's not so much as, is it a good tool? Or will it do what you want? It's, is it, is it something that, you like to use and you get you get the hang of kind of like uh, a type of a car or a brand you know if you like Ford or if you like Lexus or you know Audi what what is it uh, they're all good cars but which one do you really like to drive that's kind of what this is uh, this is about here so I hope this was this segment was helpful. There's a lot in there, I know, and I tried to talk as quickly as I could so I don't go too long. Um, but I'll put links to each of these tools that I tried in uh, the show notes, and you can click and do your own little testing and see what exploring, see what works for you. All right. So in the next segment, my go-to, my the one I've landed on that I've decided this is it. So my choice, the one that I'm using more and going to start using more and more and more is called Clip 
Clipchamp. C-L-I-P-C-H-A-M-P. Clipchamp.com. The free version hit everything I wanted and showed me that uh, I don't really need 720 resolution or 1080. The free version gives you 480. And if you want a better resolution for whatever reason, then you can pay $7 a month. It's not that bad. I've seen much worse. Uh, in fact, uh, Capwing, I think I mentioned, was more like $20 a month. So, again, um, create your list of things that you want. So, for me, I wanted free. I wanted a decent resolution, which turns out 480 was a lot better looking than I gave it credit for. Um, all of the different things uh, that are in a video, if you think about it. You have a transition, you have backgrounds often, you have music being played. Um, and a pretty pretty friendly, user-friendly um, editing interface. Uh, I think when you get into video and you start editing, if it's a very long and has a lot of content, different types of content, unless you are using a really good graphics card and uh, processor, say i7 or better, uh, you're gonna you're gonna find you're gonna struggle a little bit. You're gonna get a little buffering or clunkiness, as I call it. But here is what I like and why I like. So you can cloud, you can sync your videos that you make in ClipChamp to your cloud. There is uh, a, a version or um, uh, a piece that you can download onto your computer so that you can work offline. You don't have to be on online to work with your video. They, they have a suggestion. I was reading through their help, and they have actually a very nice help and support, but said, is there a limit? And they said, there's a, a limit to the video length. They said, there is a, a, a limit of 30 minutes for the total video and a 10-minute limit on screen recording, because you can do that on this. You can screen record. Record your screen or record your webcam. But... And the same thing, it said that they, they weren't enforcing it. So I'm not really sure how you do that, because I would think 30 minutes is 30 minutes. But the next sentence, though, that it said in the help, which is the one I really agree with strongly, is your video shouldn't really be much longer than 15 minutes. If you're doing a 30, 40, 50 minute video, then you're starting to get into maybe you're just streaming and you need to, you know, explore Google Meet, which you can record. So while you're on and other people are on, they could ask you questions if you're doing the type of a virtual. Um, I know Zoom does that. I know, uh, I don't know if you would do a Facebook Live type of thing or a YouTube stream. Everybody has their own uh, procedures and limitations and regulations they have to go by. So uh, when you get much over 15, 20, 30 minutes, okay. You know, you're talking about an attention span issue. Um, are they gonna? Are your students getting your content that you said in minute ten? By the time you're in minute twenty-nine, um, there are ways around that. Of course, you can take a video and and use another app to add some questions. Of course, uh, but that's a another podcast. Uh, basically, I'm saying I think you need to really watch the length of your videos. 
Okay. So, ClipChamp. Here's what it has. And this is by no means a complete synopsis that I've used everything that the tool offers. So if you're working for ClipChamp or you know somebody that does and you're like, hey, no, it doesn't do that. This is my my, uh, disclaimer. I'm not getting everything, I'm sure. These are the things I really liked. Several templates that are already there. So when you get there, if you want to do a a TikTok or an Instagram or uh, some other type of video, they already have templates that you can basically use and just plug in your yourself and when you choose that then it takes you to the editor and the editor has a choice the editor of the video has a choice for you to uh, record your webcam or record your screen or to add a video and once you add that video then it's kind of in your media library and you can drag that down in there so I like the fact that you can do that but I like that you also have that there are templates available um, you're able to see your video in progress. You can click on the space bar and it will start playing it. You can hear and see when, you know, if you add your music, music is in a separate bar and you can click and drag that so you know exactly when it starts. You can add a transition if you're changing um, ideas or videos. Um, I did an exploration where I found some uh, videos from YouTube um, um, for kids kind of making things at home, you know, steam type of projects just so that they could have some challenge to do. And I put those two together and put a segment, uh, a transition in between with some, uh, each of them had their own music, each of those videos. So I didn't need to add music, but I was able to put a, a, a title card and then a good luck. Let me know if you have any trouble or how you did, you know, Mr. West at the card at the end. Um, I like the fact that there's some free music. If you pay the monthly fee, then you get all of uh, their free music that they have in there that you can use automatically, but you can also upload some music if you like to create your own if a garage band or a soundtrack or whatever other choices you might use, uh, choices you might have rather, um, if you're an Apple user. Um, you can obviously create some music. You can upload that file. Um, all right. So some things I think you can do easier. And uh, another reason that I chose this. All this isn't together, again, in one place. I don't have to. If, if I was using Screencastify and wanted to add music, I would have to take that Screencastify video and bring it to ClipChamp or another place to put that music on. Um I like, and, and I'm, I'm really stuck on the music thing, not just because I'm a musician, but I think it makes it more engaging. I think kids listen to that. I think they remember a bit um, by the type of music that you have playing on there. You know, if it's, you know, think about it when you see kids playing something and the music's playing, they're moving to it. And kids learn through play a little bit. So that's a good thing to have anything that engages them so again you can pay you can use the free uh, music bits uh, or you can create and upload it Uh, all right and lastly uh, you can download once you create your video and you click the export 
um, it'll take you through a couple of prompts on what do you want to do? Do you want to pay and up, you know, um, upgrade your your video? Um, I think it also asks you about syncing it someplace or sending it someplace. But usually, once it's ex once it's uh, exported and um, they have created the video, mixed it, all that type of thing, you can download it, and then the video is yours to put it wherever. Um, I haven't had any trouble with them playing, and I've uh, been very pleased with the product. So, as I said, you can pay the monthly to to get a better uh, resolution on your video. Maybe something you want to do if you're doing a month of uh, of a particular project and you want it to be in that tip-top resolution. Well, there you go. Then you can you can pay for it just for that month. Um, we go back to the interface of the editor. It's uh, actually pretty good. Sometimes, like I said, it was a little challenging, and I would have some trouble with it, but not mo not really. Most of the choices to edit and add things to your video are on the left-hand side. You can, you know, as I said, you add the music, but it allows you to fade the music in. You can set the volume to the music so it's not louder than your video. You can, uh, as I said, transition, put backgrounds, put. Um, uh, title pages uh, you can bring in two videos together and put them um, on uh, the same track of the line so they run together I've just started working on having side-by-side -side videos I know that's available uh, in the Apple products which uh, you know my apologies I just realized I hadn't said anything about Apple iMovie and I did try those and I do like them but as I use most of my content that I'm giving my students, delivering to my students, uh, is on my Chromebook or my computer. Um, I was trying to eliminate that extra step of creating a movie on my iPad and then having to upload it and use it on my computer. So with Clipchamp, I'm able to do to avoid that. However, I I can I have to say I I can. Highly understand if you want to just use the Apple. Uh, maybe that's what you know how to do, and that's what you know again. It's what's in your ballpark. Okay. So lastly, the export takes time, and this was a point uh, again in the help I was reading about exporting, and they said you know it's not always about the tool that you're using to create the movie and export it. It's about your sound card and your processor and your computer. That can be slowing it. That can make it be act a little uh, hinky or buffery, or you could even lose content. Um, so something to keep in mind. I haven't had any trouble with 15-minute videos, 15 minutes or less. Most of the time, when I do a five-minute video, which is often what I have, uh, like a little introductory video, um, that takes about as long uh, as the video to um, to prepare it, mix it and get it ready for, for use. Uh, the longer the video, it does take a little longer, and I noticed when it was, say, me, if I was playing something and doing an example and then doing another part of the video was a little different and it all had different kinds of music and so forth, then that took a little time. So something to keep in mind when you're preparing your video. If you want something quick and fast and, oh, i got to make that video, you probably want to go with Screencastify or if you use uh, uh, Clipchamp here, uh, just 
you know, make that quick screen recording and chuck it on through to export. Something to think about, though, in, uh, in ClipChamp, unlike the others, you could create an intro bit for every video that is the same. Here's Mr. West class, you know, bum 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 and purple and flashing and, I don't know, dancing horses or whatever. And I use that for every video. Because then the actual body of the video, like this podcast, I have an intro and then I say, okay, hey, welcome, and we're talking about videos today. Uh, you could do the same. And then you could also have a, a, an exit video, 10 seconds. doesn't have to be very long. And you can have that that's in your um, media file library that's in ClipChamp that you just simply add to every video. So once you make your quick video, then you just add that in the front and the end, export it, and boom, you're good to go. ClipChamp. That's what I'm choosing. Maybe it's not for you, but um, like I said, I'd like having everything in one spot, and I like having a tool that gives me um, choices things that I may not use, but I there it's good to know they're there, and I could use them. Um, all the other tools I mentioned in the earlier segment are good ones, and I think you could use them. I'm just saying for me, for what I want, this is the, this is the direction I'm going. All right, I'm going to do one last little conclusion thing. Uh, give you some ideas that any video uh, could help you with. But ClipChamp, I think, has another leg up. So I think I alluded to the fact that I've been teaching some elementary STEAM. um, Just for like a a minute, I might have mentioned that. And I also teach high school band. It's kind of interesting, but that's just the way things are now in my schedule. Uh, I've done several little extra things uh, along with teaching music in my career and right now uh, it's STEAM but this one lent to my new master's in educational technology and my interest in technology and I'm, I'm grateful to my district for you know putting giving me that opportunity because it was a lot of fun for the six months that I got a chance to do it until we were out for COVID um, but uh, in in that class and probably in my music classes as we fluctuate here between virtual or remote or face-to-face, whatever type of learning we might be in, um, I started utilizing Soundtrap, which is uh, the Android Windows it's, uh, uh, music DAW, uh, digital audio work space. Yes. And you can basically create, it has loops of little tunes and so forth. You can create, you know, your little hip hop tunes or whatever. You can do any style of music. Uh, GarageBand does this on Apple. So I was going to do a type of composing or even just writing uh, a commercial. Uh, which sometimes you can do that and have the kids do a commercial of some you know goofy thing that they would do or some creative thing, and that's fine. That's a great idea. But one thing I noticed in um, ClipChamp was that they have uh, GIFs, GIF, GIF, but it's G-I-P-H-Y, and that you can also insert in your videos. And they also have some video content that you could use 
uh, as kind of your introduction um, to your videos, the introductory slide, yes, to your videos. And you can add music to that. And they're like 10 second long, you know, uh, flowers blowing and or uh, cars driving, uh, you know, a sped up version of traffic in the city. Um, but uh, these don't have any sound with them. So these would be a, a great opportunity for a music composition type of project, but also a writing type of composition, maybe, um, or a creation of a story. Maybe they use these different videos along with a story they wrote and they're able to create um, a voiceover. Uh, so take a look. Um, uh, I don't mean to, you know, focus only on this one tool. It's not the end all. It's just I haven't seen a lot of people using this. I'm sure somebody must be someplace. It must be popular. But every every time I listen to anything about video creation or go some uh, go to uh, another school and I bring this one up, it's kind of the one that I can mention and everybody says, what's the name of that? And they've never heard it. So... Take a look at the uh, videos that offer that are offered there. I think a lot of subjects could could use those types of tools to kind of spin into another creative type of development. All right, Clip Champ. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I've enjoyed giving it to you. There's a lot here, and I kind of caught myself rambling on. I'm looking at the time. I'm almost at 30 minutes, but this one is really important um, as we are in this. Uh, pandemic and we're creating more videos and delivering content more and recording ourselves uh, more than at any time in education I think it's important to take a little time and determine what's important to you what do you want out of your video creation tool and consider how it can help you engage your students and it, to engage your students shouldn't mean that you have to spend so many more hours uh, finding that tool that maybe alleviates some of that. I think at first with, with any video tool, you're going to have to spend a lot of time working with it. But once you get used to it, uh, you'll be fine. And what I like about ClipChamp is that it has so many possibilities. Uh, it's not just a video. Here you go. Uh, it has a lot of possibilities to make a, a professional-ish type of video that your students might find more engaging and uh, you may find it's even more fun to create. All right. Thanks for listening. This has been Old Dog New Tech with Jeff West. Remember, you don't have to be perfect in using your tech. Just be patient and you'll get it. Drop me a note, a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast, or send me an email. Just click in the show notes. I got my email address right there. You take care and be safe. <laughs>